Hey, nerds and nerdettes. Uh, this is Josh. I just wanted to come on and tell you that this is not uh, a typical episode of 30 and Nerdy. Tyler and I like to joke around and have a lot of fun uh, since day one on this podcast. But today uh, we talked about some more heartfelt, uh, serious um, and really personal things. Uh, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of transparency. Um and uh, it, it's just pretty serious. I mean, it's, I, I got to tell you, it's kind of a downer uh, in some ways, in a lot of ways. So if, you know, maybe this is something that uh, you want to avoid, maybe if you're triggered by anything uh, drug related or anything related to uh, death, uh, even, uh, maybe you skip this one, join us again uh, when we come back with, with our typical episodes, a little more fun. Uh, but this week, you know, we just wanted to do something different, uh, especially uh, for Tyler. And, uh, you know, maybe check it out and maybe there's something that will resonate with you, which was sort of what what we hope for. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the captain of content, the sweet tea of the Nerdy South. Tyler Mack, and joined by the co-host. He is freshly squeezed. He is called Juicy. He's getting a little loosey. He's my number Deucey, and he's feeling a little oozy. <laughs> Dr. Davis himself. Josh Davis. What's up, Doc? So, you feeling 30 oozy? and nerdy. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> you feeling oozy? I am. Good. I'm always feel. I've always been feeling oozy. Good. Since day one. Since day one ish. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, it's summer for you. It is, and we're long overdue for a. Yeah. Uh, a day on the on the airwaves. It has here been crazy, um, which we'll go into a that's, little detail in a little bit. Sort of, sort of the theme of like the past. Three months. Season. Oh yeah, the, the past. past well, probably the past season pretty, of the show. Yeah, it's like, oh well, it's been busy lately. We've been very busy. Yeah, I looked. Remember at, the days of weekly episodes of Thirty yeah, Nerdy of no one like on the day when we were recording. I looked at yeah. the the website the other day. I'm making some edits to it slowly, and I was like, "Good God!" I looked at our episodes, and I was like, "We're averaging like a, <laughs> we opened in October for season five. And we have like 17 episodes. I was like, that's not a good average. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a low average compared to what we're normally up to. Well, like that actually makes 30 me in a feel season. Better. That makes me feel better because I yeah. thought it was even less than that. So no, we're at like 17. Uh, this will be 18, yeah. I believe. Um, okay. So yes, yeah, so let's talk about like since we last had an episode. This will put some things in perspective. Yeah. You went on summer. Because the last yes. time we had an episode, you were gearing up for testing at us at the school, and you had mm -hmm. just done your show and mm -hmm. and all this fun stuff, and like you were weeks away from school being out. The last time we recorded, I had talked about uh, thirty nine steps about to open. Yes, and we hadn't really started Hello Dolly rehearsals yet. Uh, now 39 steps is way over. 
and we open Hello Dolly next week. <laughs> Tonight was a very long <laughs> night of about 10 or 12 of us just getting together. We gave the cast off because one of our leads had uh, an, uh, uh, the guy who was playing our, our lead, one of our leads, Horace Vandergelder is the character. His name's Frank. He is the head of the Knoxville Opera. And oh, wow. tonight was his last night as the head, and they were doing this big banquet, and it's the the final gala of his leadership of his term. Mm, okay. And so they were, he was getting an award, and he couldn't be there. And so we we're like, you know, y'all can have it off if you want to come, help us with set. All hands would be great, and you know, more hands, less work. I gotta tell you, man, uh, it was uh, it was Candace who's the director. Me as the assistant director, James, Andrew Alder. Uh, I don't know if you know Jackson, uh, talented kid. Um, a few other people, and Haley and Tripton, two of your kids, showed My up kiddos. to work their butts off. <clears throat> they painted, kids. they built, kids. they learned things. We we actually got to like do some like James got to do some like you know, knowledge. Like he actually got to like, all right, so what you do in this situation is do what we call a toenail. And he was teaching Tripton how to toenail. And at one point, um, I was showing, uh, Teresa, uh, Adams, uh, was, was staining a part that that's part of a big stairwell. And they were working on some other pieces. And I was talking to Haley and them about trimming. Like you got to trim first before you, mm-hmm. you know, trim the outsides, trim these corners so that you don't. And so I was like, this is, this is, this is the part that goes un, unnoticed or untalked about. I was like, we legitimately have like first timers here learning stagecraft. And you yes. know, we, we, the, it's so easy these days to like, especially with like encore and like community theater, you know, you get set in those moments where it's always the same people. It's always the same people in the cast. Sometimes they're leads, sometimes they're ensemble, but it's always the same names. But every now and then, there's these opportunities where some new faces start trying this thing called theater. And today we had two high schoolers. This is their first big musical. They've got you in the class. They 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 told us all about like the big rock show. They told us about stuff and. Here we got to take these two kids, and they're not just learning dancing, singing, and character from Candace in rehearsals. They're now learning stagecraft with us tonight, how to toenail things, how to measure, how to, you know, mixing paint. And, like, you know, if I do this as a dark pink, what should this area be? Uh, Maybe a lighter pink or a purple. That'd be great. That'd be a great combo. Let's mix it up. And it's just, it was awesome. That was really something that stuck out tonight. It was like it's fun, isn't it? When you get like, to see those yeah, light bulbs. Yeah. Like just I was like, this is it's been a long time since I've gotten to do that part. Probably since high school musical in 2017, when I had some newbies that I got to yeah. teach some stagecraft to. Yes. Tonight there was an opportunity. I was like, yeah, this is this is the part that I love because number one, everything's coming together. They start seeing as cast members them come to life. 
This is literally the thing I say every time. Like this is when they Mm -hmm. see it come together and they're like, wow, they're seeing, they're seeing what they've been seeing on paper or where they were saying, okay, over here, there's going to be a, they're seeing and they start looking around like, oh my God, that's how you, cause like, I mean, I got to tell you, man, I can't wait till you see this show because we are making some, we're taking some risks and we are making some really big things happen on this stage that <laughs> I got to say, you know, I, I got to, I got to tip my hat to Candace and I don't want to like, you know, shirk any other directors that I've worked with, but she's doing some things that some directors have not done in a while set wise design wise you know like just going for it so i'm I'm excited for people to see this because we've got a big big set and a lot of big literally moving pieces so and them seeing it come to life tonight um was awesome but also getting just to get to know them because you know some they don't really know like all the musicals you know like we have in our vault or in our repertoire and we're we're playing them you know, I'm hooked up to the the Bluetooth speaker that we've got, and we're rocking out to like Les Mis and Hunchback and Wicked and you know Waitress and all this stuff. And they're hearing. Oh, a lot I know of they stuff. know Wicked. Yeah, they know Wicked. But I was, they're hearing some of this stuff for the first time, and then they were, they're hearing us tell stories. And like at oh, one boy. point, we took a we took like a ten or fifteen minute break. Alder went and got us all Route Forty Fours from sonic we all put in an order and alder just went and got it for us and we all sat around and just talked and like we talked about being in hunchback and at, here at jeff county and we showed him pictures of like you know the set and like jackson went on and on he was like i was a kid i saw it i saw it here and that opening number the way it filled this place and then we talked they talked about being in different shows and then we talked we just it was it was one of those moments you know that you talk about all the time on here, but like I said, it's it's been got eight years now since I've I've directed anything, seven, eight years now, almost since I actually directed something. And it was and I it reminded me why as much as I love being on the stage and being an actor and dancing and singing, there's these moments when you step away and you do a different part. Where you're reminded on how this thing that is theater gets to continue. Because we will die off. Our generation will die off. But the way this thing, this this world, this entity that is theater gets to continue is nights like tonight. Mm-hmm. And things like you're doing. And I got to tell you, someone that's in our cast, Josh was just leaps and bounds proud to hear of where you have shown up and where you where you have found yourself david ford is in the cast i remember david we were in choir at walter state together the three of us and me and him did shenandoah together yeah and we were just talking he came to help for a little bit and work on uh some of the set and he was uh working with kendall with costumes and he's just talking to, to Tripton and Haley and, you know, hearing about, you know, the rock show and all that. And I said, I said, David, they keep calling him Mr. Davis. I said, but David, you know him. He went, I do. I said, it's Josh Davis. 
he went like lip ring and blue hair josh davis <laughs> <laughs> i said tripton starts laughing laughing i said yes <laughs> lip ring and blue hair josh davis yeah walter state choir in yeah. the last you know since 2008 <laughs> has found himself you know he went through he went through college he went through the english department at two different schools but now he's here teaching theater and yeah. he's just like that's wow that's so odd he was like oh my god i, di I didn't know that and he was just so like that's just oh like he was just so thrilled he was like that's so oh, cool yeah. And then we started talking about that. And they're like, so you all know each other? And David said, yeah. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. You know, I haven't yeah. seen Tyler since Walter State. Yeah. Since Shenandoah yeah. And, and doing choir. And, you know, I hear that they need more ensemble guys at one point. And, and so I sent in a video to the director, Candace. And there, there, my first rehearsal, there's Tyler McDaniel and the assistant director. <laughs> position just looking at all of us taking notes <laughs> and i was like wow yeah wow and yeah that, and it was a long time ago yeah. yeah we've we've been doing this for a long yeah. time we're yeah. slowly turning into those grizzled old vets oh, yeah. yeah talk about sometimes but it's going great uh we open yeah. next next friday um and if you are within the driving area, I highly recommend it. Uh, we run June, June 23rd through July 2nd, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's I will be, be there at some point in time. I will <laughs> I will be there. Um, also, since we last spoke, I got to see the White Witch herself, Stevie Nicks, live. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, she's still got it. Yeah. Oh, she's so enchanting. She just turned what 70, 76, 77, something like 75, that. 75, 75. Yeah. Yeah. Still got it. I Good mean, the her. only time you see it, you see her age is when she would walk to get her from her bottled water back to the mic. It's a mm -hmm. slower kind of not really hunched, but it's just a slower, <sighs> lower to the ground type walk. But once she'd okay. start singing, man, the witch would come out and she just, oh. So amazing. Here's a here's a rando nerdica for you. Oh shoot! Insert soundbite that we don't <laughs> have yet. Rando nerdica. Right now, there's lots of uh, movies being made about famous musicians, mm. and I love all those those biopic movies. Yeah. You know, the, they've done Elton John, and they've done Queen, Queen and all Johnny that Cash. stuff. Yeah, Walk the Line is one of my favorites. When they eventually do the Fleetwood Mac movie, or maybe just Stevie Nicks movie, who plays Stevie Nicks? Um, Stevie Nicks. You know, by the time they do it, if they were to do it in like 10, actually, no, she could do it now if they did Fleetwood Mac. Miley Cyrus. You stole my answer. I, I was, I was like, I'm gonna blow him away with this one. I'm gonna just absolutely, <laughs> and then you stole it, man. Yeah, I agree. She'd be so good. Yeah, so and people good. would would throw a fit at first, and they yeah. would make fun of it, and they would complain. But she would, I think, she would absolutely yeah. nail it. Especially if they started at her as Fleetwood Mac backup singer days and the breakup, and yeah. then her becoming Stevie. 
Yes. Oh, she'd be so good at it. But it was awesome. Um, Matrotham Con uh, went really well. Uh, got to meet a lot of cool people. The 90s panel went really cool, really great. Had a lot of great questions. Uh, and it somehow shifted in the last 10 minutes of the panel. Uh, I got to the point where I started talking about, you know, because in the 90s we didn't have this big connected marvel universe and we didn't have the mcu in the 90s you know our big connected universe was like the justice league cartoons you know mm-hmm. we didn't have connections and continuity and all that stuff in this massive universe mm-hmm. so not in the 90s i mean uh, even in the early 2000s you know you really didn't see it even though they started doing like x-men one two and three and all that you really still didn't see like this big thing outside of the brand yeah this guy like raised his hand and he said uh things were simpler then i said yeah (laughs) i was like astute observation but yes they were and he's like much more simple so simple that if something were to happen and you were to flick one of those dominoes, you didn't have to worry about 28 other movies falling apart. Yeah. I went, uh, true, very true. I was like, I make that statement a lot. I make that point a lot. Um, I was like, the pandemic definitely showed us that. And then, like, that's what people started raising their hands to ask questions and talk about. <laughs> was, is MCU too big now? And I was like... <laughs> I'm glad this is near the end because I would have to say, like, can we get back to why I'm here? We can do this <laughs> outside the, the conference room after I'm done. But, like, I'm here to talk about the 90s, people. Um, <laughs> but they just went on this, oh, no, it's too big. It's bigger than itself. Star Wars is getting that way. I was like, okay, well, I'm done with my part. So I guess we can chat for these last few minutes about our feelings. But at the same time, is there not an audience for it? Do we not keep going and seeing these things? Uh, Do we not keep continuing to talk about these things? Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have to say is you have to make a point. Matrotham Con next year, and I get to say this on this. It's not been advertised yet, but we got the email the other day. We got the invite back to be a panel. And I, the, I'll you're be going, there this time. You're, you're going I'll to have for- to take the reins on this one, okay? Because okay. it's called the Magical World of Matrotham. It's Disney themed. <laughs> Next okay. year is all Disney. All right, I love it. So no, we'll man, you're like you're going to you're going to Disney World. Disney. Like next week, right? Yeah, you are going to be so inspired by your trip to. The Am I going to be inspired, or is it going to be like our first visit to Bucky's? Is it going to be so different now from when I was twelve that I'm overwhelmed? Perhaps. I figured eh, maybe because all be I've crowded. heard is all I've heard is you haven't been since two thousand. Tyler, it is so different now. It's it's yeah, it's oh. going to be different. But I, you're gonna. I really do think you're gonna enjoy. It. I think you're gonna have a great time, and I think you're gonna love all the Star Wars stuff. Uh, and uh, most people are like, you know, Galaxy's Edge, the Guardians ride. Yes, Guardians ride is amazing. Uh, Make sure you do that. Go to oh, what is it? The blue people go to the the Avatar, Avatar World. Pandora. 
and Pandora. Yeah. Do this, do this, do that, do that. I was like, I've got three kids under six that are also going to be with our group. So we'll do what we can. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to break away if we need to, you know, go to some places yeah. at our own pace. But, uh, well, you've got options here. Like, if you yeah. if you do get time to go do your own thing, mm-hmm. you know, you've got options. You've got lots of recommendations. Millennium Falcon, Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, the if you do go to Pandora, not the water ride, but the big uh, flight of mm-hmm. whatever the flight one, that one. Guardians of the Galaxy gets my number one recommendation, though. Okay. So cool, cool. If you have to pick, there you go. There's your choices. Okay. Uh, what about you in the last few weeks? You've been on summer. Uh, Anything else? Well, you know what? I've picked up a couple extra little side hustles on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outside of school time because, you know, I'm a teacher. So, we don't we don't get a lot of uh, extra income, so mm-hmm. I gotta do what I gotta do uh, for my entertainment needs. I purchased a PlayStation Five, my and yeah, I I gotta tell you, man, um, I got the Jedi Survivor mm. game, the sequel to what was the name of that other one? Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah, the sequel to that. It's great. It's a beautiful game. I am not a great gamer, man. Uh, <laughs> uh i used to be pretty good you know and back in my days as a game advisor at gamestop when i spent a lot of time gaming man i've died i don't know how many times just like trying to jump over a gap or getting squashed by a monster or shot in the head by a stormtrooper really terrible at it actually hit you uh yes they're (laughs) you know from uh you remember in return of the jedi like the scout troopers they had like the squarish kind of helmets on indoor yeah yeah there's tons of these dudes that have these big like stick things that they come and bash you with and you can parry and block stuff but like they just and just go over and over and then there'll be like three or four of them at once and so maybe you block one but the other one hits you in the back so then you get knocked out um but I'm just not very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trash at this game. But it's other than that, it's still a lot of fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, all kinds of great upcoming games for the PlayStation that I can play. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I, I know you haven't seen it, so I won't say a lot of uh, details about it. But the new uh, Spider-Verse movie, Across oh, yeah. the Spider-Verse, yeah. because I tell you, Into the Spider-Verse is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, but it was great. Definitely uh, held up to the uh, expectations that, that I had for mm-hmm. it uh, after loving the first one so much. I took my daughter with me to see it, and she had a lot of fun. It was a little long for her, so by the end, she was kind of a little antsy. But but we made it through, and, and we had a great time, and I highly recommend it. And uh, can't wait for you to see it one day so we can chat about it. Awesome. Awesome. So I have nothing else to, to share though. I did uh one of the one of the um compliments that uh we have gotten on this podcast um from time to time is our um our transparency. We we're 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 real. We you know yeah. we don't we don't talk about every single thing that's going on in the world. 
you know, because that would just get too negative and, you know, this should be somewhat of an escape from some of that, but when things happen, good or bad, we're, we're, uh, we're pretty transparent about it. Um, a big reason that we have, um, we have not been able to record for a little while is because, uh, a lot of waves have just been, uh, crashing down on the McDaniel family for, uh, about the last couple months. Um, and I've, I've, you know, at this point, I've, with some of it already kind of being out there, uh, if you follow me on my personal, uh, some of it's on my personal social media. Um, yeah. But uh, pretty much ever since Madison and I got back from the honeymoon, we were um, kind of thrust into into the the into the shit. Um, so um the first thing and and i'm free to talk about it some is uh my father uh had to go to rehab and he's back and he's doing very well which is great um but that's hard because a it's great that he went and he finally found you know this bravery to go um, but it's also been hard because, you know, like he missed my birthday, which was, which was hard. Um, but things have been totally different since then. Um, they are, uh, they are separated, but, um, you know, he's doing really well. He is. What's the really weird thing about it, though, man, is he actually now looks and acts 63. He has lost a lot of weight because we know that beer is very empty calorie. You know, he's lost almost 30 pounds since he since he went to rehab. Um, He's haggard. He looks older, moves older. Um, and, and as proud as I am that he went, um, I do, I do hope that somebody out there will hear this and, and the only thing I can say is, is, is don't wait 40 years to go. Um, some of the stories he's told um anyone who's been or in rehab I, my hat is off to you because of some of the stories he's told about his group uh people he's seen there and um there are a lot of people suffering out there in the world uh to addiction and it's it truly is a sickness and it's just like depression or anxiety or OCD or you know it's it's a disease and the thing that really scared us the most about it is it's a pretty hereditary thing and it's something that I know that you know that I I in the last 
little while have have struggled with because early in the pandemic i had a very scary night that still to this day i don't remember because of alcohol and uh a very scary day for my now wife and my family and they didn't know if i was going to a make it or b be taken to the er or have to to have my stomach pumped it was just that kind of a that kind of a night and so on top of that and trying to be there for dad um and some other things that have happened recently uh with a very so the thing that i'm going to say about this isn't every little detail um but on memorial day um the night of memorial day uh since they are separated and we all pretty much are in our, our individual lives now, like Nolan's still trying to open a school in Chattanooga. So he lives there. Peyton is back and forth from Charleston at one base or Atlanta at another base with the air force. And, and mom has been watching the kids and not basically living in Knoxville for three years. Uh, so he's just at home and being at home alone, you know, you've been in our house a thousand times, you know, so many pictures in that house of like family. So it's like, he's living in a mausoleum, just a reminder of, you know, everything that he hurt. So he has these nights where he has to just get out and he just gets, gets out and he goes to the lake, uh, to the Cherokee Lake area here. And, uh, there was uh, a few nights that he would go out there and he would like just sit and watch the sunset. And depending on which direction the sun sun was at what time the sun was setting, it's a better view at one of four different places around Cherokee Lake or the bridge or the docks. And there was a massive uh, series of unfortunate events and a lot of misjudgment on some people some locals and local authorities that jumped at or reacted let's say they reacted reacted in a way that they felt as law enforcement they need to react but this kid that uh kind of came after dad and arrested him fresh out of the local community college you know hasn't been on the um force very long and uh arrested him for (laughs) uh what's called a class a misdemeanor uh when they came up to his car and 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 i'm not going to go into crazy details and i'm not trying to bash the police and um, and you shouldn't go into a lot of detail because you know no. there's potential yes there's, further investigations yes. into this so. further investigations into this but so before they pulled up to his his truck to ask him what he was doing like an hour before he was just out at the lake nobody around and had to uh, pee uh, so we are gentlemen how many times in our lives have we just been out and about camping hiking you know Hmm. walking back from a wrestling event at nayland stadium or thompson bowling and on the way back to our car 
went off into a bush and peed. You had to go water the flowers a little. Every man has done that. Yeah. It's one of the, you know, it's one of the things that makes it easier to be a guy. <laughs> you can just <laughs> pee anywhere. Right. And right. Uh, so he and the cop walked up to his window, this kid, um, and asked, have you been out of your car or not? And he said, well, about an hour ago, I went over to that bush over there and peed. But no other than that, I've, you know, I've gotten out and walked and but I've last hour or so I've been here. Just with the windows down, listening to music, you know, and he had a dip in his mouth at the time. He's like, you know, sitting here having a dip. And he's like, you peed like you, you peed in public, you peed in the bush. He said, well, yeah, like an hour ago, they arrested him for a class A misdemeanor, took him to jail. Um, He tried to call five different people uh, when he got there and all of those Five calls showed up as potential spam from Louisiana on their caller ID. So who's going to answer that at seven o'clock at night? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't fully book him till like two thirty in the morning. So he just sat there for most of the evening, just waiting to hear something. And then the jailer uh, told him, uh, "You can't keep him here. It's a class A misdemeanor." Only the witnessing officer can arrest somebody on a class A misdemeanor. Like, you didn't witness him getting out and peeing in a bush, did you? And he said, no. So you can't keep him here. You can't incriminate yourself, you can't, right? Yeah, and you can't incriminate yourself. So, like, it's not like he said, like, yeah, I went and murdered this guy. Obviously, that'd be different. Right. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, he, uh, a lot of other um, wrong and pretty legal things were trumped on his charges to keep him there overnight. They were going to keep him there till the next Thursday, like not this Thursday, but the next Thursday. So like a week or so after Memorial Day is when his arraignment would have been. He wouldn't have had any of his meds, blood pressure, stomach medicine, uh, his anxiety and depression medication, any of those. And they're just fine with that. Because what the, when they came to arrest him, they said, does anybody, it, can anybody come get your car, your truck? Do you have any family? And he said, nowhere near. And what he was saying was, nowhere nearby to come get a truck. Because I Everyone's was spread out in the middle of a rehearsal somewhere. Everyone's so spread out now. And the only one that could was mom, who was in Chattanooga at the time, because she, she's the only one who could drive a stick. His truck's a stick shift, none of us. So they impounded it. Completely mangled the front end of his truck while impounding it. Like now if he goes over a certain speed limit, the whole truck just ripped a bunch of stuff, destroyed it, impounding it. They were rude. He told them that he was a recovering alcoholic. The kid laughed at him and said, sure. So basically what they saw was a man who was out at the lake in his old gray truck. Ragged looking, haggard old man. No family, um, quote unquote, near. Yeah. Who said he had peed in a bush. Yeah. The profile. And 
So then the next day when we finally found out where he was, because I woke up to a phone call from my brother saying dad is missing and he didn't turn in for work. Yep. And so coming off of rehab, you know, being back from rehab and something else that just happened, which I'll get to in a minute, is uh, he's dead somewhere. Yeah. That's all we could think is like, you know, his phone's going straight to voicemail. He didn't show up for work. His truck is not yeah. at home and it's gone. And you reached out to uh, to Logan and and, and yeah. I and yeah, um, let us know what was going on. Yeah. So we're we couldn't find out. him. We're like, yeah. well, what the hell? And so it took hours and hours of calling surrounding counties and friends in surrounding counties. And finally, Nolan was just like, I'll just start calling like I don't know, hospitals, mm-hmm. jails. Finally, they found him in a. a neighboring county's jail and so we finally got to him and apparently when all of us started calling this this county this granger county justice center to try to get answers like all of a sudden you have a bunch of family members calling for information you know what what happened right where is he? What, you know, can we see him? Can we talk to him? You know, what's going on? What's he being held for? Blah, blah, blah. The bail bondsman said that this kid started freaking the hell out. Saying he said he didn't have family. He said, oh, no, he said he didn't have family. Who's all these people calling? And finally, mom got to go see him and bail him out with a bail bondsman. And the way the bail bondsman worded it to dad when he got out and he saw him, he said, well, Mr. McDaniel, welcome to Bean Station where you get screwed. Apparently, it's knowledge to a lot of people in the surrounding area that if you can be pulled over anywhere or arrested or in trouble with the cops anywhere around Morristown, make sure it's not Bean Station. There have been so many investigations into their police force in previous years and their justice departments. Mm-hmm. And this is just what they do, apparently. Yeah. This is just a thing yeah. they do. And he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the thing that he said to us, he's, he was obviously scared and embarrassed and, you know, there's so much like he said, she said out there. And in this day and age, you are guilty until proven innocent instead yep. of innocent until proven guilty. Yes. I mean, we say that all the time about like celebrities like Johnny Depp and Jonathan Majors and anyone who gets in trouble. But no, us down here in the normal world are also guilty until proven innocent. So now they've spent over five grand on this lawyer who basically went in, realized everything was wrong, and yes, the charges will be dropped, and everything will be fine. But then it got us thinking, like, how many people out there who may not have support are wrongfully being, you know, and I'm not just talking like in big cities or, you know, the reason that there was so much protesting in big in 2020, you know, I'm not talking about like, you know, racial issues or civil issues or like big cities like Memphis and Nashville and, and New York. I'm talking about in small towns in, in rural America. 
how many places are smaller town people who may not have support by family or friends or the ability to support themselves that are getting in trouble for the wrong reasons and these either law enforcement or or what have you are are just able to do it because they have no help they don't have families calling saying what's going on they don't have families that can get them bailed out and and can't afford lawyers to be like yeah this was all done wrong and illegally and against the books so obviously can i can i I say something i i rarely speak on things like this for various reasons but you and i have grown up in this this little part of the world where there's a common saying that you and i know exactly what it means right away the good old boy system right now not everybody in the world is going to know what that means the good old boy system basically means Oh, I know this guy. I know this guy. We all are good old boys from the same old place. We think the same way. We do the same things. We say the same things and we help each other out, whatever. There's a lot of law enforcement uh, people who Mm -hmm. are the good old boy system, right? And it's not just the specific place that you're talking about. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of places around here. And a lot of that stuff has come out in the public and in the media because there's been investigations. There's been lawsuits, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And yes, obviously, there's crooked people everywhere, right? But when people say the things that you're saying, the automatic response from a lot of people is, oh, well, you don't want you don't support the police. You don't support police because you're because you're criticizing. Right. You're you're not you're you're uh, you don't support the police. Right. Shame on you. Shame on you. Why so defensive if there's nothing wrong, if there's nothing wrong with what's happening? Why are we so defensive about it? And we jump on people like that when they criticize Mm -hmm. or bring up that maybe there's a problem. Right. And I'm sorry, I don't get heated, but when it happens to you, when it happens to you, maybe you'll think differently. And this is a man that I've known for 15 something years Mm -hmm. who wouldn't hurt anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this happens to him. And we Mm -hmm. spend, you know, a whole morning thinking, oh, God, Tyler's dad's, you know, in a ditch somewhere or has, has, because, and and I'm sorry, I'm getting heated. No, 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 no. No. And and, and it's very, you know, it's it's taken a little time to to calm down and you know and things are going to be okay um but in the heat of it it was just like wait wait no 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 these these because it doesn't matter that the the charges get dropped and this guy did every everything illegally and and the wrong way and and yes before you say anything not every cop does the th- there's great cops like you not. said there's of crooked course. teachers there's crooked yes. doctors there's crooked you know actors out there yes but but not everyone gets the same the way that dad put it he was like that we get. he was like in my 63 years of living and at least 40 of them have been 40 plus of them have been doing terrible things like you know he was like in high school i you know experimented with drugs you know and you know times that i i did in my younger days, like drink and drive or party too much or fight in public. He's like, I've punched out so many people at Tennessee games. It's not even funny. He's like all the things I should have been arrested for in my 63 years of life. 
And here I am, sober, sitting in a lake to meditate. Not hurting anybody. Not hurting anyone. And on uh, and you know, it's Memorial Day. Like, isn't there something more important, kid, that you could be arresting someone for, like shooting fireworks in the city limits or drinking and driving on Memorial right. Day? Right. Or trespassing and rolling someone's yard because we all know that that like, but you you pull up because you see a a, a beat up truck and and some locals are like, oh, we saw this truck, you know, and it's been there for a little while, and there's this guy, and and your first instance is to it's not to be like, well, hey man, you know, I'm gonna have to write you a, a, a fine for peeing in public, even though I didn't see it happen, or you know, man, just you know go home you know some of the locals are you know weirded out by how long you've been here and just walking around and sitting at the lake you know so just go home or or go to the other side of the bridge that's actually hamlin county mm-hmm. you know like that's just the thing is like and you know where it's at juice yeah it's right over the yes. bridge where the fireworks store is is bean station yes. literally yes. half yes. a mile of bridge makes a difference in our cities yes. and he was on the wrong side at the wrong time and it's just, and it is infuriating. It's very infuriating. Yeah, and that's that's the point that I'm trying to make, though, is like people that j- will jump to the defense automatically. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because they do know that something's wrong and they mm-hmm. don't want it to change because it's the good old boy system. Well, and, and you know let's, I mean? let's, let's put this into a little bit more perspective when you say that to some people. When there's something wrong with the Tennessee volunteers, do you freak out when people complain? No, you say like, you know, it has been five or six years of terrible. So obviously there is something wrong. It's okay to criticize. If the MCU started going down the toilet, DC has been down the toilet. We complain. Why? Because there's something wrong and we know it can be better. We want it to be better. So that's okay to complain about. But no, in our real world, if doctors, if lawyers, if police officers, if firefighters, if teachers are doing the wrong thing, and these bad things are happening, we should be able to complain when there's an issue without crazy defense of it. It does not mean we are anti whatever that is. It's we hold them to a standard. Yes. Because that's what they've signed up for. I, I'm a firm believer that if you're a teacher, if you're a, if you're a public official of any kind or doing any public service or yeah. you've signed up to be a part of this standard. Yep. You signed up. Oh, for I know it. all too well. Yeah. I mean, you're a teacher. Yeah. You can't, you know, be seen drinking somewhere, do certain theater shows. You can't talk about like, you know, certain things on this show. We can't talk yep. about certain things on this show yep. that we may want to talk about or yeah, all the celebrate time. some things on this show or have yeah. some guests yeah. on this show yep. because you could get scrutinized for it as a teacher. Yeah. And it's just a shame. It really is. And not and not everyone is necessarily held to the same standards no. or defended in the same no. way. No. And you know, let's just say it. If you criticize the police, it doesn't mean you don't support or appreciate no. the police. No. If you criticize the country that you live in because you want things to be better, you don't agree with the way certain things are happening, including yeah. Law enforcement, whatever it is, like yeah. it doesn't mean that you are not patriotic. It doesn't mean that you don't love your country. It doesn't mean that you are hoping for the downfall and cheering for the downfall yeah. of your country. It means you want things to be better. Yeah. You so have a standard. I guess the point I'm trying to make, because something in here just triggered this in me is, you know, 
if anyone out there is going to jump to conclusions or, or judge anything that Tyler's saying here, you know, hold up, back up a minute because. Because the next thing I'm about are... to talk about is, is there, there sh- should be with us one person that dad could have called to fix it all. Yeah. And that is our cop in our family, our Putnam County deputy. Matt McDaniel, he would have been who he would have called and Matt would have had it fixed in hours. And he would have probably had the kid's badge and wrung his neck or the, gotten him a file or something put in his file because Matt um, was a deputy sheriff and part of the SWAT team. And he went undercover for years uh, with, with a, a, county police department in tennessee putnam county it's outside it's in cookville outside of nashville and he did that for he's been 20 years almost and this is also the matt mcdaniel that for at least those same 20 years has been sitting beside me at tennessee games almost every single saturday for the last 20 years just a few days before this matt died 40 years old Um, it was sudden, it was, it was painless, uh, it was an embolism and that's kind of, you know, that's not even what started all. What started it all was, was this crazy thing. And we got back from our, our honeymoon and like literally the morning after, like, you know, there's all these issues going on and dad's going to go to rehab. And, and then shortly after he gets back from rehab, you know, Matt dies and then, (laughs) this happens and it's like it's literally just this wave of stuff and like and i'm sorry that we have been so lackluster in content lately but like every time we get to a point where like uh, uh, the wave has crashed and i'm back up out of the water and we can record another wave crashes and that's what it's been like and it's just been holding our head above water long enough to still breathe and we've been, you know, we've been banding together and we're going to have a celebration of life in a few days for Matt. Um, and I got to tell you, man, it, it's it sucks because Matt was our phone call anytime something happened because not just because he was a cop, but because he was the roughneck of the family. He yeah. wasn't scared of anyone. He would yeah. do anything. He would kill for you and and not even make you help bury the body. Um, he had driven down one of my favorite Matt stories is, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to see him too much growing up before he was able to drive because, you know, they lived three hours away before Nashville, mm-hmm. but there was one, there was one week, uh, that he was in town and he was at one of my little league games and Peyton was playing cup ball out in the the field beside the ballpark, you know, you crumble up a cup and you play like it's baseball, but you hit with your hand. And this bully comes up and takes her cup and from the cup ball game and just throws in the little Creek and like pushes her down. And she comes over crying. And my grandmother goes, I'll go say, and Matt goes, no, I will. He puts the fear of God in this kid over a cup ball game. And that kid ended up going to like 
multiple schools with Peyton, and she said he never looked her way or spoke to her again. He never would say what he said to this kid, but he put some kind of fear in this kid for messing with his his little girl, his little mm-hmm. cousin. He was the guy who, I got to tell this one, it was a Tennessee-Alabama game years ago. And it was a home game, and this is this is back in the day where we would do a little bit of tailgating in the Ag Campus. And if, if you're listening to this and you go to Tennessee games, you know the area, you know what the Ag Campus is. Um, And we were tailgating, and then we used to go to this bigger tailgate where a friend of my dad's was in, like, right beside the stadium, Gate 21, big parking lot. And he'd have, like, pork loin and all this alcohol and stuff. Like, they were pretty wealthy. And... <laughs> There was this massive bush beside the, like this massive bush that was basically like a dome. So like the outside was all covered in greenery, but you could easily slip in. And it's almost like the inside was hollow. We don't know how this thing was being held up enough room for like 20 to 30 men to stand in. Well, that was where, where the men peed when you had to pee. Cause there were no porta potties around at this time. This was before their little porta potty initiative on the campus. And so we're sitting there and like it goes Christopher, me in the middle and Matt. And we're just, you know, even though we're in a bush peeing into like a little like ditch area, we're still following the rules. You don't look at each other kind of like you're at a urinal. This Bama fan comes just like he hawing up in, you know, with this fifth of Jack in his hand. Can I pee here, boys? And we all three look over and there's like some other Vols beside Christopher all look over. He's just decked out in Bama stuff. And Matt just goes, you give me that fifth. I just opened it, man. I'll tell you what, you give me that fifth. You can pee here. And none of these guys will say anything to you. He gave him the fifth. He peed. Said, have a nice day and left. And Matt just went, oh, hell, I got a fifth fifth of Jack, boys. (laughs) <laughs> just like that's who Matt was. Yeah. I've heard that story a couple like, of times. Like it's just and now at 40 years old, which which is way too freaking young for a man to die. Um you know, now he's gone. And it's like I said, it's just part of those waves that have been crashing and and him being the call that we would have made makes it so much worse. Because with with a phone call, he probably could have fixed everything, figured out what known. was going on, what went wrong. Yeah, he would have known it. what to do. Yes. Yeah. But the one yeah. guy that we could have called days later died. And that's terrible. I mean, Lindsay, is, he, he leaves behind Lindsay, his wife, and his two kids. Brentley is 11, 12. Cheyenne's 18. I mean, he was he was a he was a coach for uh, Little League. He was a SRO before he died. Um, I mean, he and he and he was just you know he he made you feel so safe because you knew yeah. that if you even if like like me and Matt had so many disagreements politically. I'll yeah, I was that. there for some of that. I've I've been in, involved in one of those many political disagreements. But we never cared about that. I always knew that I could go 
anywhere with Matt McDaniel and I would, nothing would happen to me because yeah. Matt would make sure nothing happened to me. Yeah. And he was just so funny and, and I got it sucks. I went it really to, does. Uh, I went to my fair share of get togethers at the McDaniel house, as you alluded to me being yeah. at the house thousands of yeah. times. And, uh, Matt was always, when he was there, he was always the life of the party. <laughs> He made sure everyone was having a great time. I wasn't family, but he ma- he always oh, made yeah. me feel very welcome. He made me feel like I was part of the- all, all of you made me feel that way. Um, yeah. But uh, he was just a great guy, you know. And it's terrible. It is. Um, it's just like I said, it's just the way that everything's fallen. So that is that is is me being transparent and. And uh, I hope if there's anything that if there's anything that any of this that you hear that help you, whether it's if you're dealing with death or or some wrongdoing or or if you have a family member who who is in rehab or needs to, any of these mm-hmm. things that we've talked about, please don't give up and please talk to someone. Reach out because you have support and you have support here. So and you can do it. Yes. You absolutely you can, do can. You can do it. Keep fighting. Always keep fighting. The thing that we talk about the most is, you know, this being an escape for, for listeners and it's even an escape for us. But sometimes, you know, I just feel like it, it's, you've got to talk about them. Some of these things, like you've got to be transparent. Yeah. And I know that we, we, one of the things that Logan has always said about the two of us is we we don't uh the thing that we could work on better as a duo is communicating emotions to each other when it's about our little box yeah you know like like we can communicate like you know something happened at work today and you know and i'm frustrated and i'm like you know what brother let's talk about it you know hey you know something's going on at the family like i've been talking to you all and be like but you know if we have a disagreement within our little circle like just me and you whether it's about the podcast or whether it's about like marvel or dc and like if something rubs us in the wrong way we don't immediately talk about it it's like a well, we'll talk about it one day, you know. <laughs> and yeah. Logan's always like, if you guys would just do to each other what you allow others to do to you. Like you, we can, you know, when it's that stuff, you know, like if it's, if, it, if I was having a bad day, we could absolutely like, we communicate like, like fantastically, you know, yeah. advice and, and stuff like that. And Logan was like, he's like, I, I feel like, you know, the thing that you guys need to do is like if if it's it's happened and you're like you know you know um you uh you know you said this this very thing that that I I disagreed with about you know uh, somebody that I like and and you know it just kind of frustrated me and you know and blah 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 like if we just do that instead of like and then six months later like well you know what you said six months ago he's like if you would just talk to each other. When something like that happens, the same way you do, like if Josh Fellin broke his leg and was holed up in his house and having some, you know, depression and needing help, you would absolutely be like, talk to me, man. What can we yes. do? How can I help? 
He's like, if you just handle it the same way. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> we are. Um, but saying that, you know, I got to say, you know, talking and communicating. Um, it's been very important the last couple months for me, um, not just to my therapist, which we are very pro therapy here. Please. Yeah. Um, don't think that it, don't think that you are, are weak or you've lost some game or that you may need therapy. Uh, it does. And I, and I, I'm a, a strong proponent of like, even if your day and your life and your month and your year is going swimmingly, you could still benefit from therapy. Absolutely. Because at any day it could shift. There's something that Tom Hanks said in an interview one time. That still sticks with me. He said, um, he said, I wish growing up, I knew I focused more on this too shall change. Things are going terrible. Things are going bad. You know, you've had a bad, this too shall change. However, things are going great. You're on top of the world. This Same. too shall change. Yeah. So everything's constantly changing and we're constantly in flux. It's like this pendulum life is and you know it just swoops and swings and like good 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 up oh, but now we're going back bad bad it's like um the way that okay to to equate it to the dc universe there's these lords of order and these lords of chaos and they agreed at the beginning of the universe that there would always be balance okay dr fate lord of order clarion lord of chaos however if at any point either order or chaos was winning quote unquote it was okay and completely fair if the other one got involved in the world to balance the scales again whether it be chaos getting involved and having to wreck some some hell just to balance the scales again or order stepping in the universe has to have balance. So just as much great things are happening, great karma. Like I, uh, the way I've, I've worded it is like there's this swing. We were swing, have this upswing of fantastic things happening leading into the wedding. You know, for Nolan, for mom, for me, for Maddie, for, for Christopher, for everybody. Just this, all this great karma and all this cool stuff happening and fun and awesome. And then, well, just as much as we gave, you know, we also have to bring in some shitty parts of life because it's got to be balanced. And, mm -hmm. and that's just the way the world is. And it absolutely sucks. So I know this isn't our typical episode and, and all that, but. You know, we've done a lot of expressing feelings and emotions and yeah. ranting and we're a little all over the place, but that's okay. I mean, it's yeah. our show. We can do whatever we want to do. And well, you don't sometimes have to... these are the types of things we're talking about. Like if you just need to talk to your feelings, share your feelings, talk to someone, you know, we have to, too. And yeah. And I think that it's, it's, you know, as much as the few times that I've heard, like, I really like your all's transparency. Uh, this one's really transparent. So, um, because we are at the end of the day, human beings who have you know 
have to talk sometimes and have to, you know, let y'all know that, that life is hard. And, and we know that some of you out there are absolutely struggling and just as much as, as the last few months have been terrible for my family and myself, I know that for some of you out there, it's been years of terrible or, you feel like you've never gotten ahead or you feel like you've never um, had this upswing of good, I promise you that if you keep fighting, A, you can get through it, and B, it will come. Yeah. I, um, that was very well put. Um, and um, I... I, I appreciate you being so open and transparent because I did not expect you to, uh, to, to talk about, uh, as much of, of the stuff as you did. Um, and I mean, I mean, that was pretty much it. That, that was everything just about out in yeah. the open. And <laughs> um, rough so, I, months, so I, I admire that. And I think that, uh, someone out there, you know, maybe they can relate. And so I think maybe, you know, it's it's a good thing that that you that you shared as much as you did so um i commend you for that and if, if there's anybody listening to this that you know you you want to share you know email us you know message us you know it's not going to go on the set on we're not going to tell your business but if you just need someone to hear the terrible things that are happening or if something we've said you know maybe help to be like you know yeah i feel the same way like ah thank you know you know if it, there are times where the last couple of months where if there's been a little bit of time between me getting home from work or wherever i've been and madison getting home that i have just before she got home i had to shout at the wall um or you know look in the mirror or shout at something like put up an inanimate object whether it was i don't know a water bottle or you know <laughs> a puppet of, of grogu or something and that was the the universe that i was talking to i would yeah. i would just shout and there's so many things that I've said, and like, and the thing is, is work has been fantastic. Um, Brian and, and Vicky know some of the stuff and they have been very accepting and very understanding and very, you know, they've reached out, they've, they've checked on me mentally. Um, yeah. when things have happened, they've, when I've been at work, they've, you know, been so kind and, and Madison and her family have just been above and beyond amazing. Cause also the, the, uh, the convertible is, is gone. Kaput. Kaput. The car is gone. Uh, so I'm driving my father-in-law's red Jeep right now. It's old grand Cherokee from the nineties just to get to work and to places I need to be. So, you know, on top of everything, we're going to have to buy a new car for 
for me, just something to get me from A to B. Um, and you know, so I, I would just yell at whatever I, whether it was the wall or something there, there are these moments the past couple of months where I've just yelled and yelled and cussed out the universe and, you know, whoever's in charge. And, and I, I knew I had to do that before Madison got home because I I refuse to let this, I refuse to let this make me a bad husband or rude to her or short with her um, because she's literally the kindest human being I've ever met. And I could never imagine myself like just being mean to her. Yeah. Um, and, and there, and then, you know, and trying to, you know, makes your mom's fine and and my siblings are okay and and christopher's okay because christopher's not handling this well because you know matt and him were the same age literally just months apart they were tight and you know the way he was he was my he was my first best friend he was he was like for six years before you came along it was me and matt in the family and you know, Matt was everyone's late night call because this weirdo would be up at the weirdest times. And the way I put it is, you know, it'd always be like like one thirty in the morning and like I've been like Madison's been passed on the couch and I've been like either playing a game or or recording with you or something and when I go into uh, the living room to wake her up or something if the Xbox has been on or she's been watching something trying to go to sleep to something like I don't know like Golden Girls or Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders run, run reruns or something like that at the most random times is I'd get these like Crash Mac wants to play Fortnite invites and that was his, his gamer tag and every time I'd get them I'd be like dude it's too late man I gotta go to bed or phone calls at one in the morning just to see what are you doing? Yeah. Well, Matt, normal people are in bed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just he doesn't sleep much and and so that's that's the thing that you know that really hit me. It's like God, I wish I'd have wish I'd have just played Fortnite with him or listened to whatever he had to say at one thirty in the morning, which was probably about nagging about uh cheyenne's boyfriend or or something that happened in cookville or did you see that and like he would talk to me about nerd stuff like did you see that who's playing well and i'd be like yeah 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 do you see who's yeah have you seen the new fast or anything like that and 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 now i would kill to stay up all night and play Fortnite with him or yeah. talk to him or argue with him about politics or who's the better running back or why the Cowboys were stupid for trading Ezekiel Elliott or you know I mean he and and it's it there are going to be moments where it hits us again like when football season starts up he won't be with us you know and he's in our fa- fa- our fantasy league. 
So Christopher's going to actually have to remove him from our fantasy league physically as the commissioner. And he won't be in Neyland with us. And, you know, he won't be randomly coming down to see the pool anymore or, or swim or Tennessee games or mm-hmm. that's been the hardest part is knowing that, you know, he's, he's gone and, you know, he's not just left behind his family and all that, but there's going to be so many like firsts without Matt that are going to hit different people at different times. And it's going to be the hardest part. Um, this is the first really close loss we've had in a while. Like within the immediate family. Right. We've had in a while. And, uh, and it's just happened to so young. God. Yeah. And it makes you think, man, you know, cause he, ate and drank like we did. I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm talking about like tacos and steaks and burgers and Dr. Peppers and wings and, you know, and I'm just like, Jesus. And he was also on the same blood pressure medicine me and my dad are on. And it's that side of the family that has, Mm -hmm. it's, it's my grandfather's side. It's the McDaniel side that has all the, the heart and blood pressure problems. So, and he also, the other thing it stirred is that he died the same place in the same way that my grandfather did. And that stirred those memories, you know, just passed out. So, I mean, luckily, you know, both of them, they were dead before they hit the ground. You know, they just... And then when they say that, like when a coroner or doctor or something says that, it's like, so they just, there wasn't like a, a you know, like a, uh, just literally just closed his eyes and passed out and didn't come it just back. just stopped. Yeah. It just stopped. Everything just stopped. And he died on the exact same day as two other people in our family. My yeah, dad's my I, dad's mom, which it's just the craziest thing that my great uncle, my grandmother, and now Matt has died on the same day. Yeah, that's crazy. Same day. It's the craziest thing. It really is. And I just, you know. Every day on that year, you should like check into a fancy hotel and just like chill all day. If long. this is the day, at least <laughs> I'm at least I'm comfortable. Yeah, because as my sister says, if you can be anything, be comfy. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's wise but, words. But yeah, I just you know, I, I know that this isn't our typical episode, but I I just wanted to kind of talk to not just you, but our our listeners the nerds out there that listen to us and just say like you know there are times that that are going to absolutely suck and the way that uh also i just just to say like the way that we hope 
our episodes and our laughs and our moments have been an escape for you, you all, whether it's on social media or just by you listening or see meeting you at like events or hearing from you or anything have been an escape for us. And uh, just uh, a thank you for, I guess, letting letting us have the time to not just do this, but this specific episode have the time yeah. to to vent, to to let it all out, to mm-hmm. to kind of pull back the curtain and show a little bit of the real um, Josh and Tyler. Um, and uh, I think this is really the only time that we have done anything like quite like this in our entire (laughs) four years so if we're only doing this once every four years we're doing pretty good yeah yeah um but those of uh, those listeners that um do follow me also personally on my personal instagram um that did reach out um i wish i could tell you how much that meant uh, it meant a lot that those of you that follow and listen to 30 and nerdy that also follow me as Tyler, uh, when you saw the Instagram post that you reached out. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, for taking the time to reach out. That meant a lot. Um, and I'm just incredibly thankful for Madison, um, and her family and, and Josh, uh you and and becky and and logan and peyton um uh, it's just uh uh one of the other things i want to reiterate to you if you're listening to this is is there are people you might think when things are terrible that like you know no one wants to listen or no one wants to be burdened uh i assure you that you have people uh that will listen and always and carry you if you need it. Um, so I'm just very thankful for everybody who's, who's kind of been on this, uh, I guess this, not really a journey, this, this hike, this, 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 (laughs) this, uh, this trek up, up the mountain from the Valley in the last couple of months. So, uh, thank you all very much. And uh, just wanted to, I guess, just talk this episode. So it's been it's been nice. Uh, and I'll say it, again, get it all out. I'll say again, thank you for being so transparent and open and honest. And I thought that you were very eloquent in uh, everything that you said. Uh, you know, at times like this, a lot of times, really, I'm very clumsy with uh, trying to express myself. But um, I, th- I thought that. Uh, the things that you've said and the honesty that you've shared uh, was really incredible and um, I commend you for it. And and I really do hope that, you know, the things that you've said have resonated with someone who needed it out there. So Me that's too. all we can hope for, you know? So good for you. Thank you for, Thank you. for, uh, for what you did. Me too. What you said. Um, so if you, if you don't have anything, I think, uh, I think we'll just uh, say be safe out there, everyone. 
Um, take care of yourself, please. And take care of your loved ones. And always keep fighting. And uh, just be kind to yourself. And, uh, and cheers to you.